everyone and welcome back to the Kick to the Crotch podcast brought to you by the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society at Canterbury Christchurch University and then hosted on the Society Podcasts uh, YouTube channel. Uh, this week we are going back to a film review that we did um, about a month, month and a half ago now uh, with Lauren and Ben, the Treasurer and Wellbeing Officer for the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society, where we looked at Debt Collector, the original film. Uh, it was the Debt Collector with... Um, uh, Louis or Louis Mandalore and Scott Adkins, um, who we discussed quite a lot. Um, and they weren't overly enamored with it. So for this one, what I've done is we've got rid of the, uh, those two. <laughs> we've got to the people that don't necessarily interact as much with martial arts. Um, and this time I have brought back uh, Tom, who is kind of... As usual. Like, <laughs> a, yeah, a continual for uh, for the uh, Kicks of the Crotch podcast, but for obvious reasons, doorman, stuntman, um, uh, stunt performer in films, so he literally knows how this stuff is done and how you'd work in it, so it makes perfect sense because even with my knowledge of martial arts, I won't know how most of this is done because the stage fight <laughs> um, course that I was meant to go on was called off because of COVID-19. So on this um, specific to topic, Tom's knowledge is absolutely far beyond mine on this. Um, so yeah, and obviously both myself and Tom have worked the doors. So we've, we've kind of had those kind of scrapes. So brought Tom back to do this one. So those of you who don't know, uh, Tom, it's Tom Davey. He is an instructor in Aikido. Uh, he's also a former doorman and he's a stunt performer for films and uh, TV, uh, online stuff, and all that kind of uh, thing. Um, those of you that haven't watched before as well, uh, my name's Adam, uh, Adam Parsons. I'm the self-defense uh, instructor for the Self-Defense and Wellbeing Society. I'm also the president for the society, and yet yeah, these podcasts are every week. So, um, as always, the opinions that we have, although hopefully with this one, the only people that could be annoyed at us is people like Scott and, you know. Um, and but, people I work with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine. So, the, <laughs> the, um, But uh, any opinions that me and Tom do have are our opinions and our opinions alone. They do not reflect any affiliations that we may have, especially for Tom, if he's going to be working for another company. So no affiliations that we might have, no memberships that we might have to any of these bodies. Uh, they, they do not reflect the views of the Self-Defense uh, and Wellbeing Society at the university. They, don't res uh, they also don't reflect the thoughts of Canterbury Christchurch University or Canterbury Christchurch Students' Union. Also, there will almost definitely be swearing. There may be some thoughts of a sensitive nature during this, for this one, not as likely, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Uh, but there will almost definitely be swearing. The film itself has quite a lot of um, coarse language. We will definitely be uh, using it ourselves, I'm sure. So if that you think that might offend or upset you, please do click off now. That's the norms out of the way, Tom. Um, so obviously, um, you've, seen, you've seen both of them now. Uh, yep. And the, the original uh, film review... Um, I did with uh, Ben and Lauren. Uh, they weren't overly enamored by it. I think Ben quite liked the um, the action stuff and was quite into that. Lauren just straight up hated it. Um, I think she was trying to be nice at points, but just straight up hated it. And there was an overly unnecessary artsy tone. At one point, I literally had not even noticed it until Lauren brought it up. They, they're slaughtering a cow for no reason. It's... It's as if the, the director, well, yeah, no, this, this is deeper meaning. And it doesn't fucking mean anything. It's it, like an artsy film is fine if, you, if you're going to mix it in, but 
don't just make bullshit up and then say it meant something because it just didn't. Um, so that was kind of my concern with the original one. Um, what, mm -hmm. as a general thought, what's your thought on the new one on debt collectors rather than debt collector? Um, I quite enjoyed it, but then I'm the kind of person who enjoys watching just purely action martial arts films. Yeah. No matter how terrible they are, I will watch them. In fact, some of the ones that I really like are absolutely horrible films that 90% of people will go, what is this tripe you are watching? Uh, and I enjoy them because I, like most of the ones I watch, yeah, I, I enjoy them because they're tripe. It's, you know, I watch, you know, Sharknado is a classic example of this. <laughs> I watch, it's a kind of level of film that I watch and enjoy because it doesn't take itself seriously. It doesn't, you know, it's... No. You've got to watch Lava Lanchula if you're going to do that as well. That's the next one. <laughs> yeah. Land sharks, that's another one. Yeah, like even going back to like martial arts stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, especially with like the first one and this one to a degree, there are parts in these films where they are taking the mick out of themselves. Like oh, the entire opening absolutely. sequence of the first one. <laughs> the entire yeah. Kung Fu film comments or the yeah. I want to be a stuntman comment in the second one. I was yes. like... <laughs> that's quite yeah I, I appreciate small things like that where they're kind of just taking a, a jab at their own at their own film Rich. yes yeah i mean the one that i picked up on which is definitely taking a jab um and it was scott adkins taking a piss out of himself because the uh one of the characters is kind of the co uh, the co-character for um uh for lewis mandalore who appears with scott adkins um he appeared and it was brought up in the first film he appeared in a film called ninja or the ninja which, of course, Scott Adkins was in a film called Ninja. Ninja. And in this film, this second one, you've got the guys that are kind of going after them, and one of them just kind of goes, yeah, man, you were, no, you were the best film ninja. That was the best film about a ninja ever. Yep. And Scott Adkins is going, you've watched this. What? <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just taking the piss out of himself completely there. Um, I mean, th there is a definite change-up with um, the second one in, in tone in general. In fact, actually, oh, yeah, it's brought up that there's a change in tone by, um, by um, Sue. He, he says to, to, to French, Skyrim's character, like, your tone is different. He literally says, your tone is yeah. different. Um, the great thing I always love about Scott Adkins as well is whenever he does an accent, it's always the same accent. It's not his. Because it's always a London accent, a, a London accent. He's from Sutton Coalfield. So it's nowhere bloody near. Anyone that doesn't know where Sutton Coalfield is, it's the Midlands. He does not sound like that. I mean, you can watch him on podcasts. He does not sound like that. Um, not at all. So it's quite interesting when he's there just going, you're right, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, he's almost trying to put on that. And you're like... It's kind of, it's sort of the London hard man accent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, he's meant to be... Guy, Guy Ritchie films and stuff like that, the whole... Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that's you, perceived London hard and I mean he's meant to be a bloody ex-marine in these yeah. films or in, or paratrooper or something I can't remember what, he's, what it was yeah like something that. like that yeah I think they bring it up once in the second one and I was like I think yeah power I think um and that's so it's like oh so he's next special power, forces like, yeah special forces because he just because um he didn't notice someone following him and and so yeah. he just says where's your special forces training gone yeah yeah and it's, it's weird. It, just, it kind of it sounds like yeah, he's got the London Harbin accent and then he's got this... I mean, I'm not saying that people from London don't join the army and stuff, but it just... Certain things just didn't clash with, like, he's portraying a character with an accent that works for the character. And yeah, then I mean, some bits of the character don't quite fit. 
It's, it's, yeah, because to me, and, and I, I apologise, there's plenty of people out there from all over the country, but I, I, I'm also in my head using a kind of a trope of the, the hard man that's ex-military. But I think of military, especially if I'm thinking of special forces, I think either Scottish or Northern. That's, the, that's what I, yeah. and considering he is from the Midlands, he's kind of halfway, he can probably do a Northern accent as well or as badly as he can do a London one. He is literally smack in the middle in Sutton Coldfield. It's down the road from Birmingham. It's like smack bang in the middle of the country. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And the funny thing is, is that um, Sue, that, so um, Louis or Lewis, I never know which one it is, Mandalore, which is really weird. I know that I know that guy. I've seen him in so many things. I know I have. I've seen him in stuff as well. Place, and I can't place him. But, but the the name just doesn't mean anything at all to me. It's really weird. It's it, I expect it to mean something. It just the name doesn't mean anything. But anyway, he, he does something similar because that is the worst. I think it's meant to be New York accent. I think I've ever heard. He's overdoing it so much. Like really, kind of pushing the, the New York accent to be that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proper gangster type type thing, which yeah, is kind of weird. in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah in, around Los Angeles, and he's got this New York accent. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is it not Vegas? Vegas, mate. Uh, yeah, the Vegas, and, but like the first one was um, all around LA, and yeah. they were like half and half in Vegas and yeah. uh, back to LA, certain parts in this one. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I follow the story, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the second one I think does have a story. I think it's yeah, it's weird because it's it's not it's not going to win either of those two any Oscars or, I mean, any awards. Um, but <laughs> sorry, Louis and Scott. Um, but you know, it is like you say, it's one of those just chill out and and relax while the kids shit out of each other. I think the thing for me when I when I if it's a beat 'em up film like that for me. The only thing I'm looking for is that they, they've actually got martial artists. So it's not just, you know, two random people that have been taught to, you know, they've been choreographed to do certain things, that they've actually got people that can actually do it. And I think that's the advantage yeah. with this is Sky Atkins is insane because of, especially because of his um, uh, gymnastics background in the, the stupid shit that he can do. And obviously he's done stunt work. So, and still does do stunt work, I think. So, you know, cause he's an extra a lot. So, you know, he's, he can do this stuff and make it look flashy where some leading men might not be able to. And you said about actually um, with liking crazy films like that. One of my favorite films, it probably actually is my favorite, uh, no, my second favorite film of all time is uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, um, which <laughs> Classic. is Classic. literally <laughs> the very first tattoo I had done. I just translated it into Latin so no one knew what it meant. And it, it is my very first tattoo. Whenever I talk about it, because I also have a Spartan tattoo, they always think it's because the Spartans said it. I was like, no, it's nothing to do with that because it was in a fucking 80s film. That they did, have you ever watched, they, they did um, three or four sequels. And the best thing was, is that number three and number four had exactly the same actors in them, but they played different characters. <laughs> I need to go, I need to go back and rewatch those because one, I enjoyed them horrendously, but I, it's been so long since I've actually watched those. So every time I've got, um, like one of the people I know, um, I've lost the boys because he's a director and stuff. On every time I see him post stuff on Facebook, he posts. He like does reviews of like martial arts action films because it's the kind of thing that he also directs. Like he always kind of posts up, I and every other month or so, he kind of no retreat, no surrender comes up in the comments. 
yeah. just repeatedly because it's so good. And it's like, every time I see that post, I'm like, I need to go back and rewatch that. I need to go rewatch it. I never get around to doing it. It's, uh, <laughs> some of the best quotes from uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. So it is you, the son. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this kind of time is going to be different. Um, it's just, it's, it's brilliant. Um, it's one of the only times, especially in his early career, that Jean-Claude Van Damme was uh, a bad guy as well. Um, and did a Popeye impression halfway through that. It's just really weird kind of thing with his mouth. That's um, Van Damme weirdness. Yeah. All of the films he's going to have weird bits. <laughs> it's back when Van Damme wasn't a joke and trying to call out people. Have you seen that? So we, I'm we, not even going into that. Because <laughs> well, we talked, we talk, yeah, yeah. on a previous podcast, we talked about how um, Jason David Frank, who is a real martial artist and has actually done MMA fights, both amateur yep. and professionally. So he's a, you know, he's an actual fighter. Um, had called out CM Punk because CM Punk was taking the piss and, he, and Jason David Frank just went, all right, then get in the fucking ring. Um, but Jean-Claude Van Damme has been calling out Jason David Frank. And you're like, there's several issues with this. One of them being, you're like tw- 20 years older than him? Like, you've got to be in your 60s yeah, now. Jean-Claude Van Damme? Mid-60s? Mid-60s to nearly 70s, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me, don't quote me on that, because I hadn't bothered looking up his age for Yeah, a, I mean, don't get me wrong, long. Jason David Frank is a bit old to be doing, like, full-on fights now. He's in his, his early 40s to, mid, to mid-40s. But still, the guy still runs his own gym and still trains MMA fighters, <laughs> Just spars with them. Probably not your best bet. I mean, fair enough, Jean-Claude Van Damme was a world champion in kickboxing, but he was world champion because he was part of a team. He was part of the Belgian team that won in kickboxing, which could just mean he fucked up everything, but the rest of them won. So just just stay in your lane, John. Let's, you know, I'm not going to fight you, but, you know, just chill the fuck out. Anyway, back on track. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it, I just find it funny, all these little things from like 80s and 90s um, <laughs> martial, arts, martial artists trying to keep himself friendly. Um, but yeah, with this film, I think it was... Um, it's definitely interesting because it is one of those cheese films, but it is good because it's it's someone that can fight, and there are people in it that yeah, can yeah. fight, and you actually get into me out of it. One of the best, and because of that, it has a better quality of the film, I find as well. Nothing to do with budget and anything like that as well, but like just because they know what they're doing, it kind of brings up the quality of the film itself. Yeah, I mean, because so this film for anyone that's hasn't seen it, doesn't want to see it, whatever. It's basically, it's, it's a continuation from the first one where these guys are debt collectors, but, you know, dodgy debt collectors. So it's, it, they're, they're working for oh, they're a guy that forces, is basically. kind of the mob, but is just a bit dodgy. And actually, I mean, it's quite nice that basically they've, so spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't watched any of them, um, it's the person that they fucked up in the first one and completely screwed over. And it's his brother that's basically behind the scenes in this one. So it's quite nice that he at least continued it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have it as um, put together because if they're debt collectors and they're people that are you know, going to have to deal with quite dangerous people, you want them to be able to fight. So that's where it definitely kind of comes into, oh, they can actually beat the shit out of these people if they need to. Okay, fine. We can kind of believe that. I mean, one of my favourite scenes is at the beginning where it seems that uh, uh, Scott Atkins' character, French, had um, basically got a job as a doorman in a bar in, in America, which, so yeah. for anyone, anyone wondering, 
there's a big fucking difference between a doorman in America and a doorman over here. So doorman over here, don't get me wrong, you don't have to be a fucking genius to be a doorman over here. However, no. we do have to do, is it three? I can never remember. Mine's run out. Three tests, three written tests. One of them is literally multiple choice. So, but there are three so I, written tests. I'm trying to remember how many it was actually because I did my all comp including CCTV operator radio and everything else as well so I did like six. Oh, you could get, you could get paid more. The CCTV so you can get paid more for yeah. fucking sitting in your ass. Yeah. Sorry to any um, CCTV people out there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get it next I'll walk into was, a fucking club yeah. now. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But it, was all, it was all chucked in with the same thing and I think it was so you had the written for the um, rules and regulations of uh, the licensing laws the licensing acts. Yeah. You then have your physical intervention written and then physical intervention physical. filmed physical. Yeah. And I think that's all you need for the actual SIA. One more. There's one more. There was one more. Because I did, um, I don't know what it is, but it's been, because when did you do yours? Because I mine's, mine has only just run out. So I think I did a new yeah, version. Mine, yeah, I did mine years ago. <laughs> yeah. So my, my license literally yeah. ran out in June. So my, 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 I think my test was like yeah. an updated version. So there's now three tests. Um, so yeah, you have to sit down. Again, I can't remember which ones are which. I know that they had those because, but we yeah. did like, we also had like, oh, there's fire marshals, another one they always included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there it's fire marshals. The, it was like, yeah. I did like six or seven tests I remember doing for it. But yeah, it's when you did all, one. Of them, I, all of them just for just being a doorman. Yeah, so I, I did it just the doorman one. So you, if you ever see the card, if anyone's ever looking, bothering looking, the card that people have on their arm. There's a color that will indicate what they are. So basically, you've got your CCTV, which is kind of all levels, because it's just the person watching CCTV, but they get yeah. paid the best. Um, then you've got your security guard, which is basically the lowest level, then your doorman, then your close protection person. But the close protection person will never wear the fucking card. Um, but and cash handlers. Uh, oh, yeah, of course, cash handlers, which is above doorman? Technically. I can never remember. Was it above? I think it was it's something off to the side, wasn't it? Oh, sideways, yeah. And then, basically, you have different colours. So I think security don't, don't is basically the same. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> so you've, you've got different... So for, for doorman over here, for people like that, we, we wear different colours. So uh, a security guard can't technically work as a doorman, but a doorman can work as a security guard because they've kind of covered it. So it's that way around, basically. Uh, we get, you know, the certificate, we get the, the license, which mine took six fucking months. Um, then there are, have to be updated every three years. So it, there is a constant thing. I mean, we all take the piss out of the SIA, which is um, Security uh, Industry Authority, um, for not, because they basically have the, where one person dealing with the whole of the Southeast. They can be a bit slow. Um, but if you compare it to America, America doesn't have any regulation for it at all, which is well, why films thinking, like Boat House dropping the SIA in the UK at one point and doing it yes. at a county level and leaving it down to um, the local council. I mean, at least it had been regulated. At least it would have been regulated. Yeah. Whereas in America, even then, the council, it would you as working as a doorman, you'd been paying more to work. You'd yeah. have to apply to each bloody area you want to work in. So if I did, I was in London, Ashford, yeah. and didn't have a mate out at all, could you? Yeah, you couldn't have someone down. You, uh, like, I yeah. know people out of the Midlands. I couldn't have someone go, oh, Adam, can you work, come over at the door? I couldn't yeah. have done that because I'd just apply. Yeah, so, there, I mean, there are issues with it. Um, but, Whereas, yeah, I mean... Yes, yeah, it's one thing for the whole bloody country. Yeah, at least it's, it's that kind of blanket thing. But, the, yeah. I mean, in America, there's no regulation at all. I've, I've spoken oh, no. over there, and there's nothing. So that's why um, the character of French... 
has literally just some bloke that they've gone, well, you're hard, you can, you can do the doors. And so one of my favorite scenes out there, and I quite like that because it fits the whole character as well. Um, because if you'd ever did a film, and I've seen films do it, where they've got someone like that and they put him on a door in Britain, I'm like, you can't. It wouldn't fucking happen. I don't care where the fucking pub is. It wouldn't happen. Someone's getting bollocked or someone's losing money. And it doesn't matter what the hardened up pub, it, pub is. They're still going to lose fucking money. They're not going to do that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, in America, you can get away with it. But French, the, like one of the opening scenes, there's a little thing that I really love. I've said this to you before, is that he hits someone with a bottle and it doesn't break, break. until he goes back and smacks someone else with it. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because bottles don't break that fucking easily. Like if you My know... counter to that, they then break that same rule later in the film when he punches one. <laughs> he punched it harder. But, I, but I, I like the idea, though, because the amount of times, and I've seen it in bars where you get people that think yeah. they're out of a fucking film and just go, yeah, I've got a bottle. Oh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. And even if, and even when it does break, it slices their own hand open. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because it's not going to uniformly break. Yeah. above your hand that's one of the injuries on the bloody um enter the uh, yeah into the dragon bruce lee when um oh, oh, what's his name the guy the guy is fighting smashes the two bottles together oh bruce yeah he got cut yeah because of because of how much because they did it with a real two real glass bottles he smashed them together because it's bruce lee mental. yeah but i mean it's it, i just i i liked that i just liked that it was just a little thing yeah. and actually scott adkins because i've seen the podcast scott adkins does when he talks for a second about, because he talks about the trailer for Debt Collectors, and I think that scene was in the trailer, and even he liked it. He was like, yeah, that seems more realistic to me. I'm like, cool, I'm glad you... <laughs> but they also address in the film the fact, obviously, that um, they should both be dead. Yes. Because the first film... In fact, they repeatedly address it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. It's a recurring theme. <laughs> it's like, what, aren't we dead? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is their way of addressing it, which is actually quite funny. Like you say, it's taking a piss out of itself because in the first one, for all intents and purposes, they were killed off. You know, yeah. Scott Adkins effectively got into it. Well, um, so Sue was left dead. So, and then French got to the car and- And then rolled credits. Basically died. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the new one is him just going, wait a minute, aren't you meant to be dead? Yeah. Well, don't, and then he explains it and then Scott Adkins going, why aren't you wondering why I'm not dead? <laughs> Good conversation. Yeah. Then over, over breakfast in a really bad yeah. cafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just kind of explaining, yeah, I know we're meant to be dead. We, we know. Yes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that Scott continues went, yeah, I got shot there. And I'm like, then you're dead. <laughs> what the fuck? Unless that managed to go through every little... I mean, the amount... Of the, that would be more um, um, the most accurate shot fucking possible if you managed to shoot someone in the dead center of the chest and not hit the fucking heart. <laughs> Which, given the fight and the shootout that happened, in that <laughs> none of those were accurately taken shots. I that also was didn't very like much pray and pray. Yeah, there was a, I, the person with the. There was one person with um, a normal revolver at the beginning. Uh, no, not well. It wasn't a revolver, but a normal pistol in the in the original film as well. And he pissed me off the way he was holding it because he had no fucking. There was no. There was no job back. There was nothing. He was holding it like that, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on with you? What are you? No recall. Watching at police all. academy. Yeah, no re recall. Hold it there. The fucking and there is a recoil. Just, oh, 
Sorry, I used to they shoot when I was that. younger. They and... also have changed that in the States. I think it's now um, interlocked, I believe. But don't quote me on that. Oh, yeah, uh, but that would be that would be for... Um, that trained uh, police. Yeah, trained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not that. No, I, I said that and then no way these are thugs. These aren't trained. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's almost as bad as seeing someone hold it sideways. It's just... Uh, so anyone that's wondering, the people that hold it sideways, they'll break their nose because they're going to go bang. That's what's going to happen. The same as people that have automatic, um, no, the people that have like assault rifles and just have it like this and you're there going, well, that's a broken yeah, that's arm. A, that's a dislocated shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally being done like that. Um, and my favorite one that I've seen in films before, I, so I think I may have seen it in this, the original for this one as well, is when people use Colt 44s, sorry, Colt 45s, sorry, um, and keep the gun completely still. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> but then, I mean, to agree with that, it goes down to how they're doing, how they're actually making the fight seem with the guns, because it depends if, I mean, are they going for, there's a, almost a lot of films now are using airsoft guns. So the recoil is so minimal of an airsoft gun that you wouldn't actually get enough kickback. Then you get people who are using, still going blank firers, which will give you the realistic mm. feeling of the kickback because it's still char It's still got a charge of yeah. you know, cordite and gunpowder or whatever going off, it, but it's still a reduced amount. And so it's still, uh, easiest one to, easiest mm. way to look at it is um, how they do the muzzle flash. Yeah. Is it added in post? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a replica of a Colt 45, that's a cannon. That's a fucking cannon. Like, if you're gonna use it, you might as well just hit someone with it because it's fucking big enough. I mean, so I know I know we've lost a bit of the audience that were watching, the couple of you that were watching. Uh, so I obviously um, Tom has uh, done a lot of this with stunt work and stuff like that. I, when I was younger, used to be um, I used to shoot. I used to be a member of the British NRA. It's not I the same. It's not the I same as the American one. NSRO, um, yeah. National Small Bore Rifle Association. <laughs> so that's why, because we, we've used, we've, we both use guns and yeah, the recoil is just not like, and, yeah. yeah, it's, it's just, not. it's not the same. When I was laying down with a European number eight, it's still, yeah, you've got a fucking bruise there when you're holding it in. It doesn't just, it, it does something. And I was shooting, with that one, I was shooting 22s and it was still fucking bruising me it's just not that easy guys um so if you're you have a okay if you have a fucking like um yeah if you have anything like they have in the films and you hold it in the way they do you're fucked in fact actually they do scott does bring that up in the film because one of them that they because all the way the through they're being chased and one of them's um, got an AK-47. He does point yeah. out something that's true. The AK-47 is fucking yeah. useless. But yeah, the way he's holding it, he just went, he's never shot that gun before. I'm like, no, no, you're quite right, because he wouldn't hold it like that if he was. Um, yeah, because I mean, an AK-47 is also, like they say in the film, the worst. Uh, so it's not accurate at all. The amount of people I've heard, ex-military as well, they just go, yeah, you could literally hold it somewhere. Unless you're next to the person, you're not hitting them. <laughs> just sprays everywhere, and that was the point of it. You could, you just did this. That was it. That was literally what it was for. It's designed to just cover. Yeah, yeah. That was that was literally it. It's a bit like the automatic version of a shotgun, just that direction. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I think there's a lot more action in this one. 
um, and they've definitely. definitely changed the characters up. It's almost there's almost a slight switch in characters, isn't there? Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Throughout most of the film, there's definitely almost that polar opposite of how they were in the first one, which yeah. I think works quite well as a story mechanic. And you could also see it in the choreography to a degree. It's like I thought it worked quite well as how they switched around. Yeah, and it's. It is a dynamic. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, there are points in the choreography where I was watching some bits and I was like, ugh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that was not anything to do with Scott Atkins, which you'd imagine, or um, the other characters. It was like some of the more bit piece characters, and I was like, that's got no power in it. Doesn't seem to be getting any power. And oh, look, it's about a foot off. <laughs> it only yeah. happens like once or twice in the film, but there were enough of them in there that I was like, I just didn't even, wasn't even like scrolling through to look at the like fights. It just, I just saw them and I was like, mm, if they cut the angle on that to a different bit, yeah, it just, yeah. Again, I'm, no, I'm not an expert in this, you know, I just kind of work with people who are experts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, the, at the end of the day, it's, yeah, it's still, it's still kind of staged. So there's a lot of those points, oh, yeah. especially from, say, Scott, well, actually, especially from um, Louis's character from um, uh, Sue. Because he's meant to be a trained boxer, which boxer. means there's no way in fuck that he's telegraphing his punches like that in real life. He just wouldn't. He, they're, they're far too that, slow. That was one of my critiques of like most of the fight scenes, especially mm. the first one in the bar. They rinsed and repeated the same move a few too many times where a guy comes in with a really wide arc and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to block it here and punch you in the chest. And it happened so many times. I was just sat there. I was like... Do you think you'd have learned after the first one? It's not going to hit. Scott, actually, that because that's the one in the trailer uh, and the podcast, Scott Adkins, he talked about that. And he said, it's, it's basically, they were going at a speed where it's really funny because if you watch it, you can literally see people standing around waiting in for the their go. Waiting for their queue. And it's like, there's seven of them just fucking jumping. Like, and they're just like, Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I'm a, and then he said, like some of them, you can see him just kind of pretending to be dizzy, and then suddenly, oh yeah, no, it's <laughs> just quite funny with that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's hard to do when you're like one of several people, but yeah. like, so, there are things you can do to like act it up and make it like just don't get up so quick, like stagger around when you're getting up, like so you can as you're crawling around on the floor after being kicked in the ribs or whatever, you can look over and see where the people's feet are. Feet, yeah. Better feet are to see if they're at the point of the fight where you need to be getting up and getting back in, and stuff. Yeah. So you can you can you can time it that way and just take a bit longer, or just like use props to drag yourself up, and then get back into it. Yeah. I mean, the, I suppose... the, worst, the worst film I've seen so far that does this would be Star Wars, with the, uh, the Praetorian Guards, like the, the new red. Um, it's one of the new trilogy, uh, the one where they've got the. Oh, it's Kylo's guards. Kylo's, yeah, one. yeah. The, the the upgraded Imperial Royal Guards from the original trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> they were there for and five minutes like, to do nothing. Yeah, they were there for five minutes to do nothing, and then yeah, it just. But they're fight, they're, they're standing around in the background, just like shifting around. It's almost like watching an old, very old Hong Kong fight scene. But before got, like, before people like Bruce Lee turned up, who could fight? You mean? Yeah, I mean even in Bruce Lee films, even in his films, it's you still get it. 
it's oh yeah, but I mean, he, him in, yeah. it's very different because he he basically he turned up and just went, no, 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 I want people that can, because that was the yeah. thing, especially in the West, whenever we got films of old kung fu films, none of them could fight. It was just that, oh well, they 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 can do it, and then Bruce Lee turned up and said, no, I want people who can actually hit back, and it changed yeah. it a lot. I mean, Star Wars. I mean, uh, David Rawlings, the guy, I think he's he's either former he's either the former instructor or was the instructor for um, Longsword Academy in London. Um, and he he did one of these kind of you know the, you get the expert and you show him scenes and he did the Star Wars one. He basically yeah. went, I mean, it's Star Wars, but it's Star Wars, yeah, everyone's dead. <laughs> so it's just like yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so it, they put it up on um, Corridor Digital. Stuntman reacts that exact scene, and I think it was, was it Eric. I can't remember his name is. Um, one of them brought it up, and he was like, "What? That's milling around in the background and stuff." And I mean, I understand it to a degree with like the whole, we want people coming in and doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I worked in a project where we pretty much were running at an act, a lead actor one at a time. And it was a running gag for the fight team, the, the people filming it and stuff. It's like, you know, the soldiers we were playing as run at, running single file, run at the actor. <laughs> I just, because it, it was shot at different angles and we could work around it, it doesn't, doesn't always look like we're just going one at a time to them. Yeah, I mean, it's... It is weird because I mean I do um, end of training a lot. I do I do the V, so I have you know one going in. And they are going in one at a time, but they're not leaving until they're beaten. So yeah. you know, so somebody can be overwhelmed by two or three people in sparring at the end of the sessions um, until I just kind of go, okay, now you're you're fucked. Let's end that. But it's yeah. not the case of like one, okay, you stop another, and then you, you know it's no no. You join your mates, you go and help, which is what would happen in reality. Even if they are knocked down, you'd go in and go, okay. I mean, it's funny, it's funny. There's, it depends on the amount of people as well. Yeah, if there's too many people, then there's too many people, then they'll hang fight. around. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, there was a really, really well done experiment. I think it was in France. They did it on TV. It was 50 generic average fencers against three Olympic fencers. Started off with 50 of them. Hmm. The three of them wiped them down to about 10 to 15 of them, at which point they all kind of went, because in the beginning they were going, oh, I'm going to let someone else running and get killed off first, then I can have a go. And this kind of mentality yeah. they showed. And they're just hanging back to let everyone else do the work and tire them out and then go, oh, I'm going to kill them. And it wasn't until they got to like the last 15 where they went, why don't we all just go at once? <laughs> but yeah. the more mentality, the more mentality, like, it depends on the size of the people in it, because they weren't told and choreographed how to do it. They were like, no, just fucking attack them. <laughs> yeah and i mean i think there is that fear isn't there if there's if there's too many people then you kind of go well no because i'm gonna get in every, everybody else's way and i'm gonna get hit or something yeah. so yeah if there's too many i think if, if there's 10 or more i think that's when people would be like Meh. but i think if it's less than that you would just yeah. attack them um yeah. but so, i mean so it's interesting with things like that i mean it was it's still quite a, I, I quite like the scene but i mean yeah. the, the fact one of my there are ways to film it where it doesn't look like they're standing and waiting which they, ways I, they think they yeah. I think they yeah. tried. I think they tried. They tried. Um, I mean, my favourite, one of my favourite scenes, although I'm not the, the biggest with MMA in, it, in certain forms, I did like the ongoing debate between the two of them. Well, MMA beats boxing. MMA boxer, yeah. And then it was just like, and I, as someone who has literally been in the ring for boxing and had to stop himself from kicking the guy, Yes, I felt the pain because <laughs> when somebody who hit when somebody hits you, and especially given my size, they can hit, and you're like, "Fuck!" Right? Uh, no shit, can't kick him. Fuck! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, 
And you yeah, do I, feel I've, like I've, that. I've, I've had similar things where I've gone and trained in something else and been doing you know, the exercises and a bit of sparring and stuff. And I've went, yeah. oh, shit, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, paired up, one, I'm paired up with someone who can't fall over. Can't do that one. <laughs> Oh, it's it is quite it is quite funny. I mean, in the end, he just he just fucking kicked him and just just broke his arm. In the end, it's like, yeah, that that's about right. Because I remember somebody Kicks saying, goes, oh, "Sorry, old habit." Yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody somebody said to me before my boxing match. Actually, they just went, "Do remember you can't break his arm." I was like, "Oh yeah, good point." And then literally watching this film, and it's exactly what he did. I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's see, that's what would happen in reality." <laughs> but yep. yeah. I mean, but I mean, even storyline-wise, that it works though because he's told by Sue to do it. He goes, "Yeah, just do your thing and go in there." He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he tries to not. He tries to keep it as just punching the guy, yeah. and then he goes, "Oh fuck it," and hits yeah. him and kicks him. It's just like, yeah. I mean, they did. They did make and it then, quite good to to yeah. show the fact that despite the fact um, Scott Adkins' character could could punch, he was in terms of punching, he clearly was outmatched. He was he couldn't he couldn't move the same way because yeah. obvious because it's that weird thing I've said this boxing against because boxing is a martial art but boxing against most martial arts gets really weird because the fact that you have gloves on means you don't attack certain parts of the body and you also defend different parts of the body and you don't move in the same way whereas most other martial arts no matter how different they are they move in a a similar fashion if they're attacking martial arts and yeah. so he was just there just going oh, fuck fucking no just and just goes for it because it's just everything about it is very foreign to him because in a boxing match a normal martial artist that doesn't know how to box is fucked and i've said it before that was why i lost um it, it just happens you know because you're, you're not used to that way of moving which was quite realistic in the the film actually that they did show you know if this was just yeah. boxing scott adkins is fucked but <laughs> but i mean they do jump him in the end yeah, I mean they do jump him. There's like five of them in the end until uh, until Sue just picks up a, um, a shotgun. Shotgun, like yeah, <laughs> get the fuck off him. <laughs> I do like the fact that as well that Sue has, and that's the thing that 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 switching character that the next scene is Sue telling Scott Adkins' character off for breaking his arm. I was like that guy was a good boxer. You've, you've yeah, had a good career. Get a chance. Yeah, good chance prize fighting. Sue just snaps his arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just harsh. Especially because the whole point was the money wasn't actually a loan. Like they were, they they were just being fucked yeah. over by this guy above them, and so you just you kind of feel bad. The other two, you're like, no, they probably deserved it. That one, you're like, he was just being sponsored, poor fucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was just being sponsored, and you know, yeah, it just it also it kind of almost like the char- that character had like this whole um, almost had the backstory to him, but the look on his face when he's told that they're taking the prize money because it looked like he's. That's fucked of, his life, yeah. It's fucked his life up because he's from obviously like not racial stereotype or anything, but it kind of has that whole not privileged background where he's coming from. Yeah, so this is his big shot to kind of you know go and make and do something, and then the money's been taken away, and then oh, I've got a fucked arm. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I might be able to do some coaching now. I'm unlikely to be a prize boxer because um, he was young, but he wasn't young enough that any injury like that would really ever heal. You know. Yeah. Um, so it was just, yeah, it's, it's just, felt sorry for that character. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, so the story, I mean, I think the only issue I have with the, with the film, well, I say the only issue, but you know, the, the main issue when you're trying to, when, when it's one of those films that you're not really paying attention to. My biggest issue is that it doesn't feel like a film. 
it feels like an extended episode of something. Um, and the fact that it's carrying on from the first one almost feels like it as well. Yeah, it, like, this it did feel episodic in a way. Yeah. It's a very episodic feel to it, Rich. And the kind of the way it ends as well kind of makes you think, okay, are they going for third? Yeah, yes, I thought that as well. I'm like, oh, now we're going over to the East Coast. Oh, okay, yeah. we're going to end up in New York now. Um, yeah, it did. I mean, fair play, to them. fair play to them. If they do a third one, I'm still going to watch it. If it, I mean, yeah, <laughs> if it made money, that's the thing. If, yeah. it, if it's a low-budget film like that and it's making you back more than, like, let's say... More than what you put in. 50% more than what you've uh, yeah. put in on top, then you're going to do it because fuck it, it doesn't cost much. You know, Skydigans isn't going to say no. He's not saying no to a payday. I don't think I've ever seen him no, say no to a film, um, which is fair Especially enough. Especially like an executive producer. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman has the exact, not Morgan Freeman, sorry. Um, Samuel Jackson has the exact same, although Morgan Freeman's in everything as well. But uh, Samuel Jackson has the exact same thing. I've seen him in an interview basically explaining it where he just kind of goes, well, at some point, I'm not going to work. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm just—he just, he just says he can, yeah. everything. He actually said the only time he's ever said no to a film is because he was filming another film. <laughs> fair play. <laughs> fair play, yeah. yeah. Um, which is why you get him in things. So it's, yeah, fair play, Scott, because he's making—he's making bank out of it. I mean, he's—you know—he's never—he's going to get the bigger jobs because he goes for the smaller ones. It's just a pity with the skill he has that actually he doesn't get a slightly better part in some films. Yeah. You know, okay, his acting isn't the best. He is a stunt. He is a stunt man that's become an actor, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, stunt actor. Yeah. Perform- yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's. It, but it's a slight pity that he doesn't have a bigger, like bigger scenes. Even things like Doctor Strange. Okay, he had like one of the main fight scenes for Doctor Strange, but then gets killed off randomly. So like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's the kind of gig I would love to get because I don't care about being killed off because that's what I get in every fucking project to work on. <laughs> but then that's I, think like harsh when, <laughs> I think it's harsh when someone's killed off that you recognise and you're like, but ah, oh, yeah, you know, that, uh, I know that. <laughs> that guy can yeah. can actually fight. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I, mean, I actually had a com- I had actually went. Uh, I was working for crewing for um, Comic Con, and I was in the queue dealing with Ray Park for his team. Oh yes. Yeah. My question to him, other than a few other like in industry questions for like getting into it, was um, how much did it suck that you got killed off by a move that all you had to do was this to block it? <laughs> and the look I got in response, it was like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Didn't say anything. It just kind of went, hmm. Anyone wondering, <laughs> anyone wondering guys, that's Darth Maul. Um... <laughs> Buff Maul and Snake Eyes from Jojo and Toad from X-Men. Toad from X-Men, yeah. <laughs> well, he was also in, um, oh, Heroes. He was Edgar in The Knife Guy in Heroes. Heroes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite funny. But I mean, he made, to be fair, he made, um, I mean, Darth Maul isn't dead. It's no. not Ray Park anymore, but, uh, but no. now they've well, rewritten him into the he character. Is. He's now part he fucking spider, basically. <laughs> he, um, I think in one of the Clone Wars things, they kind of went through and offed him again. Oh, they offed him again. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, he, he made him popular yeah. enough that he was. Oh yeah, um, he was. You know, I went. I mean, I'm being young enough to have gone. Like the first Star Wars film I saw was Episode One in the cinema. Like it's the first one I saw in the cinema. Was episode one. Yeah. I mean, I quite enjoyed it because I was young enough, and mostly because Darth Maul was awesome. <laughs> 
The rest of the film, yeah, Darth Maul, just cool. Um, for me, I, I, no. I saw I saw all of the I saw all of the originals first, so yeah. I was I'd always seen them. I'd seen the original VHS. Yeah, Star I knew what Star Wars was. I wasn't going in blind, but yeah. the first one I saw in a film, the first one I bought merchandise of was Phantom Menace, and it was all Darth Maul. See, <laughs> I I didn't like Phantom Menace. I think probably because of the the program spaced, because Simon Pegg fucking hated it he, he actually at university wrote a thesis for his english um, degree his his dissertation was on why the first star wars uh, episode one was so bad that was actually his university project which i think is brilliant and um, no my favorite was um at, of the new ones was at attack of the clones purely because it's where yoda fights it's like fucking sonic the hedgehog with a with a blade it's brilliant yeah and <laughs> it's like well you're fucked what do you do against that what the fact you also get i mean not only do you get to see yoda you also get to see count dooku fight oh yeah yeah it's, and it's like okay like just how he was fighting it's like very very traditional English, like the hook does the whole on guard, and then goes you kind of explain that from, from then, him, Daniel. <laughs> from the person who's playing him, it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, he's done sword fights in films before, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, going, going back, back to, to film. film. Um, no, I mean, yeah, like I say, it's it's very episodic. It's very much the kind of yeah. every both of the films now have felt like series ending episodes if you know what i mean it's like oh it's the end of the series and he's got shot and credits and this one it's just like oh and we come back up oh and they're being avenged by the brother and it's uh, that's that's kind of how it feels and i I, it's weird because i've never entirely been able to completely express what makes the difference between an episode a long episode and a and a film like precisely but there's just something about this that makes it feel yeah. more like a a long episode than it does a film. Um, it doesn't feel like there's, I don't know, there's no, there's no big, you know, there's like three parts of play. There's no big start to it. There's no it's, big start. There's no, there's no, there's no kind of middle of like, I couldn't yeah. tell you when the middle of that film was, what, what, what kind of. What happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I presume it's maybe, oh, we've discovered that it's, it's Barbosa's brother, maybe. I don't know. That's meant to be the middle. And at the end, it's just... It had a, a semi, semi-increased semi amount of fighting. And like, yeah. you can see where the budget went for most of the uh, props and stuff. Uh, yeah. He started destroying a bar. And it's like, yeah, fair enough, fair dues. It's, it's, it's escalated, but not enough to feel like it was an end of film. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's like, kind of got a bit, mm, yeah. And then it kind of goes on to the, oh, and yeah, and I've got this job that a friend of mine is like, okay, yeah, part three's coming. Yeah. I mean, I do think there probably is going to be part three. And I think part of me thinks it's going to take it piss out of itself even more. I mean, because oh, yeah. it does seem to have done that. And uh, actually, you said about the, um, I want to be a stuntman. It's even funnier if you realize what he, if you remember what he said beforehand, because he takes the piss out of him doing parkour, doing parkour. by going, by just going, what are you? Some kind of fucking gymnast. Bearing in mind that's what Scott Adkins was. It's yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, which was, oh, somebody, yeah I want to be a stuntman. Like, oh, no, 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 bad idea. Bad <laughs> idea. Don't do it. It's dangerous. <laughs> but if you're something like that, he said something, something about it being, I can't remember the exact words. He's like, yeah, it's a bad idea. It's dangerous. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, they do, they, I do like those little, those little bits little of. One um, line of just like yeah. jabbing at the industry, kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's think... cool. I think it's one of those films that thinking about episodic and film and the piss takes would almost sit better on a TV network. Like you were saying about Sharknado, 
where yeah. the whole film is just going, look at that that famous person, look at that famous person, let's take the piss out of that famous... And that, I mean, that was the whole film. I mean, fucking hell, Kurt Angle turns up as a fire marshal in um, Star, um, Sharknado 2 for no goddamn reason, for like five seconds. Just because... Yeah, so I'm clear angle. I'm here. Fine. Um, well, let's move on. But it, it constantly takes a piss out of itself, and that kind of feels a little bit like this one. I don't know which, unless it was Men and Motors. I'm not too sure which TV channel you'd have it on, but it does feel, have that feel. I mean, going back to the, like the, the feel of like almost like the Sharknado or like um, there's an entire production company for sci-fi. Yes, who make the uh, it's called uh, the Asylum. Asylum. Yeah. Make, yeah. Asylum. Who make terrible monster movies. But they are just, but they don't care. They're having fun, and what's my favourite thing? And I, me and a friend of mine, sat and watched fifty of them back to back. <laughs> I mean, the, and the, the yeah, only thing that got worse was the kind of thing that they almost feel the same sort of level of yes, yeah, sodicness absolutely. To how they've done it, yeah, that's the thing. It's not a dig. No, they do the job. They, you know, and the amount of people. I mean, think about how popular Sharknado became. Oh yeah, Fucking it, was, hell. it was huge. It was their biggest hit in God knows how many. If they'd have put Shark, if they'd have put Sharknado, Sharknado two into actual cinemas, I think they'd have probably beaten some of the Oscar winners that year in in Money yeah. Taken, because yeah. it was huge. I mean, the final film was just fucking mental. But oh god, it was just insane. She was a robot, and they went through time. It was like, what the fuck is this going to do with Sharknados? Um, <laughs> But uh, I, it, was, it, it just reminds me, actually, Sharknado with the, the current things with like the fire nado and stuff in America. And so many TikToks that I've seen have been them just going, fire, fire nado? What the fuck is next? Sharknado? What the fuck is next? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, so people just checking going, what the fucking hell? But, um, I think there wasn't there actually a case where it, a small one did actually happen somewhere. Well, there's, there's fish gave nado, them the idea. No, no, there was there was a fish one. There was frogs happened in like Egypt somewhere that got sucked yeah. up and dropped over in the states or something. But I think there was actually a historical event where like like one four shark, five, four or five sharks were pulled up out of the ocean and dropped somewhere yeah. in the way. Just not quite in the same. Land. <laughs> During it, it was like a couple of fishing boats went. What the fuck is? <laughs> um, it was like it was a historical thing that, like, at some point in time, someone had seen it happen. And, and they just went. Would it be interesting if we just pumped it up five thousand percent? Made sure that the sharks could somehow survive in the fucking air. Um... <laughs> yeah, and you know, surviving water that was stagnant. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this film would sit. In there, I don't know which, like I said, I don't know which TV yeah, channel it, it would be, but it would fit that kind of genre of. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a sci-fi production because it's not no. sci-fi, but it would be. It would be a sh- like a channel like that would work. Yeah, because it's that kind of it's that kind of thing. Because I mean, they do take the piss themselves continuously. I mean, I was saying about Love Valencia earlier. Love Valencia is one of my favourites purely because of the fact they got the the cast of the Police Academy. That is who is in Love Valencia. Yeah. It's the fucking cast of Police Academy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would sit well there because it's episodic and whether. They finally just going to go, you know what, let's do that. Because does it need, because it still had, this one still had a the, yeah, theatrical um, release as much as there is a theatrical release right now. Um, yeah. You know, and it's come out on Amazon Prime, like a lot of um, the bigger films. And it, it's, it feels like a normal film, but then you watch it and kind of go, hmm, maybe not. It kind and of reminds me of, um, as a... American stunt guy called Eric Jacobus, who's quite famous now for being the guy who went through the Tekken moves list and did them for real. Uh, 
and got famous <laughs> for doing that and stuff. And yeah, he 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 actually produces and fights and does his own shows. There's um, I, I usually share it every time it comes up in my history. Is um, it's basically yeah, Rope Dope is the name of it, and it's basically Groundhog Day with martial arts fighting. Like the guy wakes up, goes out, gets beaten up, gets knocked out, wakes up, goes out, learns to fight a bit, gets beaten up, knocked out, and goes through. And then they did the second one. It kind of reminds me of like that feel of like how he produced and made those and how he was involved with the directors of those kind of feels similar sort of levels. Yeah. So like, I mean, again, obviously it's an hour and 40 something minutes, 42, 45, can't remember, um, long as opposed to these were like 10, 20 minute episodic things. But yeah. the guy did do an entire film called, um, oh God, what was it called? I have to look it up now. I can't remember, it feels like the game or something. And it's, like, it's basically like his take on a modern version of Zatoichi like a blind man who ends up dealing with like the fogs and all that in the area. And yeah, well, it sounds like there's a Rutger Hauer film that's very similar to that. Oh yeah, there's a few of those. They all come from based off of the the really old 50s, 40s, 50s, black and white pre-Kurosawa. Yeah. Zatarichi stories that some of them are terrible. And then you look at some of them. The Lone Samurai. Yeah, blind, <laughs> a blind masseuse who's also going around killing everyone uh, or whatever he was um yeah kind of like almost like those kind of films that are on you can see online on like youtube and stuff that yeah. been released it, it kind of feels like a slightly more extended slightly better budget not necessarily better but slightly maybe bigger budget yeah variant of those so it yeah, kind of has that it kind of it feels like it, like prime it's a perfect place for it i reckon like amazon oh, yeah. prime is a perfect place for these yeah, because it, 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 you, you can kind of take it however you want when it's on Prime. It's yeah. like, oh, well, it's just on Prime. Or, oh, isn't it great that this is on Prime? That's the, that's yeah. the, 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 the beauty of Prime. Because it's, it's one of those platforms where you can watch something like, you know, um, uh, the Debt Collectors and Roadhouse, and then you can go and see, you know, Avengers um, Endgame. Yeah. And you kind of go, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I'm paying attention. That's when it's the end of the day and I'm having a whiskey. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's... I do like the fact that there was development of some kind, whether it was a good development or not. I mean, the fact that they kind of, as we said earlier, they, 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 swi- they switched uh, characters almost. Does remind... And I don't know why that's the first thing to come into my head, but it does remind me of the Simpsons film when... Bear with me. When the dome appears, oh the dome, yeah, and (laughs) the church (laughs) and the bar are next to each other, and they switch places because it's like fuck, it's the end. Well, I was religious, now I need a drink because that hasn't helped me, and I I had I was now garlic. I need God, and that seems to be because in the first one. Um, he was an ex-squaddy who was just like, I don't really want to fight. I'm just trying to save my 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 uh, dojo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Sue just trying was to get the, money to yeah. yeah. And Sue was the hardened, you know, gangster do- uh, debt collector. Was just like, yeah, well, you're gonna fucking deal with it. And then this one, um, French Skadskin is like, no, nah, I'm just gonna kick shit out of him. I've had enough. That he gets he gets fired in the first five minutes because he's had too many fights yeah. in the bar as the doorman and broken too much into the bar. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, he gets like eighty dollars after his tab and everything. And then um, yeah. and then Sue is there going, no, I don't want to fight. No, no, I'll fight if I have to. But I don't fight. I, I don't, don't drink. I don't like. Yeah. He's completely changed his character, um, because of what happened to them. Because they're both. I mean, French died. Like no, sorry, 
Sue died like three times on the uh, uh, thing. Three, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and and um, French like he never entirely explains what the fuck happened to him, just that he was shot a lot of times. So because um, he has that whole scene about um, how like his explanation of being near to death was just that he, it was really cold and he couldn't stand to attention for the, the hot nurse. Yeah. So you never yeah. get much else out of that. Whereas opposed to that, you then have Sue, who's kind of like. Was it his daughter or something? He yeah. saw in like he saw his, his daughter, daughter and which like. which even in the film, Skyrim's character just kind of goes, ah, well, fuck. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I do like like it. It does fit that 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 character change does fit at least. Like it's yeah, it's not just a a, um, a change for no reason. It is a kind of and almost that scene no, where they take a life altering event. Yeah, and, and they do kind of explain it. Like, he yeah. saw his daughter and thought, well, I've got to be a better man. Cool, that makes perfect sense. You nearly fucking died. In fact, you did die two or three times. And French has basically just gone, well, I got fucking shot at. This is shit. Fuck life. And you kind yeah. of go, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that actually, like, it does fit. So at least there's character development that seems drastic at first until they have those little moments when they kind of go, well, no, this is actually what happened, whilst they're taking a piss out of each other for why the fuck aren't we dead? And you kind of go, yeah, yeah okay, that does, that does kind of fit. Like, we, it does make sense that we would be different people. Um, but yeah, it's, it is very, it's, it's, it, it's a very much more together film. And I, we were talking about this at the beginning, I'm not entirely sure it's a different director. I think it is purely because the first one had that weird, scene with the cutting open a fucking uh, cow, slaughtering a cow and all that kind of random shit when it was trying to be artsy for no goddamn reason. Whereas this one just kind of goes, there's A, there's B, let's see how we get between them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's bug about, I can't remember who did like, the first one. Uh, yeah, I mean- No, it was the same guy. So, so why the fuck is it so different? Because they like, if you ever like check online as well, there are so many um, articles on what the hell was this guy doing with the first film. Maybe that's why. Maybe it is that he Maybe. had so much backlash yeah. against people going, well, what the fuck was that scene for? That he's just gone, all right, fine, I'll just do a normal film. But that, that's the only bit that doesn't quite, and now that you said it's the same director, doesn't quite match at all now. It doesn't feel because, like it fits, yeah. No, because it's just like, okay, if you were doing that, then you need to kind of continue some kind of something rather yeah. than just going well no it's a different film entirely now because it's that's why i know his name why is that he was he was um it's a stunt guy <laughs> oh okay so he's, I, I know his name. he's a stunt he was, guy who got a, he got given a directorial role and just thought fuck it let's be artsy okay that makes more sense um <laughs> yeah he did the stunts for the amazing spider-man and starship troopers <laughs> is what he's known for i mean i i'm saying nothing um, <laughs> I mean, actually, that kind of actually the fact they did it for Starship Troopers kind of fits because that tries to be artsy at the end of it, and tries to say that the whole thing was just a training video. So that actually kind of fits <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the weird kind of aren't we edgy? Eh, yeah, I can kind of see that he might follow on from that. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, but it is, that is the one thing that you do look at and go, well, that doesn't make fucking sense. But you kind of forgive it because the film's actually better. It's it's one of those things yeah. where despite the it's fact impro- that the it's, film's it's improved great, on what he did in the first one. Yeah, the fact the film isn't great, but it's watchable, but it is better than the first one. Because, the, the, I mean, it's always the case that the second one, apart from very specific films, e.g. Terminator is the obvious one with Judgment Day, most films fuck up the second one. Like, it's just a known fact. You've got a success. The second one's going to fuck up. But this one actually did better. Now, whether that's just because we don't notice the smaller films that actually do get better generally, and we just happen to have noticed this, I'm not entirely sure. But it does, it has at least grown. Potentially, he's grown as a director. Um, But uh, yeah, no, it it is kind of, it was, it was a very watchable film. Like, it didn't, I could, you could dip in and out. Didn't feel dragged out. No, it didn't feel dragged out. It's, like I say, it just felt like you were sitting down and going, oh yeah, well, I've got to watch the last episode of this. And that's kind of where it is. And you almost, like you say, is there a third one? Is there a season three? Because you could pretty much do it. I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like what's going to happen with um, the new, um, oh, what is it? Justice, Justice League films where there's just a really long film they're cutting it into episodes. That kind of feels like what you could have done with this, just made four episodes, and you could have had the two films. Um, so. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just scrolling through his uh, directing stuff, and I'm seeing a lot of Scott Atkins films. <laughs> oh, clearly Scott's getting paid well enough. Um, <laughs> mind you, I mean, directors in, in like major Hollywood productions do that all the time, don't they? You always see, yeah. you know. Get the guy you know you work with well, and yeah. Well, Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton come to mind as the obvious ones, along with actually Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and Tim yeah. Burton. <laughs> it's it just it just happens, and you kind of you, you click. They know once you know that they're going to give you a standard performance, whether it be fantastic or just it'll work. You go with it because you don't have to worry about it, I suppose. Do you? Um, yeah. But but there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that massively long this week, but I think. Um, We've really, there's not much else to say about the film. It has developed. Um, the stunt scenes have, I think, definitely got better. Although I had no massive issue with the stunt scenes in the beginning. Um, in the first film, um, there were some that I know Lauren and uh, Lauren specifically had issue with when they went go for a wall until I just went, yes, but they were in like a fucking, it, it wasn't, it was like a. It's an American building. It's a drywall. It's not. Yeah, a, it's, it's, it's not a UK solid brick construction house. Yeah, you could just put someone through it, especially the size the person was. Their weight would take them through it. So I had no massive issues with the first one. Um, you know, the fact that he did kind of have the case of going, well, I'm out of fucking breath now. And what I wasn't expecting this year. And it was kind of that. I did like that from the first one. The second one, um, I like the stunt work in that there's more. I think it shows off Scott Adkins more. It doesn't show him off as much as it could because obviously yeah. he can do far more kind of flashy shit that they're doing in the film. But he obviously... Uh, as a character, he wouldn't. Yeah. No, you know, he's, he's not meant to be that. He's meant to be the ex-military guy that, yeah, he knows how to fight, but it's just get in there, get the job done. It's not about jumping about and being, you know, the complete fighter from Boyka. It's, <laughs> it's not that character. Yeah. Um, Anyone that's not what not seen that's watching this, undisputed, go fucking watch him. Um, yeah. Not the first one. Skip the first one because it's boring as fuck. It just gives you the fir- it gives you the it's, second it's, one. It's the, it's the fellowship. It's the fellowship of Boyka. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, Basically, it's setting the scene yeah. and setting the tone for the rest of the films. <laughs> yeah, and actually, actually, the second one you can kind of skip because the second one is hilarious because you have 
the first one is Ving, Ving Rhames against um, Scott Adkins. And the second one is Michael J. White playing a boxer. Michael J. White, fantastic boxer. artist. Can't fucking box. And it's really funny that they, in the film, they have to teach him how to fight this, at the time, seven, seven black-belted true martial artist tournament fighting bloke. It's going to go, yeah, this is how you kick. And you're like... Oh, this is kind of painful. Um, yeah. But yeah, Boyku yeah. is a great one. So Undisputed, go and watch the films. The, the I mean, that's pretty... another thing. They've worked together several oh, times. Oh, yeah, before. yeah, yeah. There's, well, still, there's still films on... Um... They got called out on um, mildly by Corridor Digital and one of the stunt guys on there called them out for one of their... I think it was their first project they worked on together and they were doing a sword fight. And it, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like... We, we're doing this because we love you and bring it out that way because we know you can do better. <laughs> you, I want to you, get <laughs> you do all the other stuff without the swords, leave yeah. us with the swords. Um, well, it's like I, I, I did like when, um, again, David Rawlings, uh, Longsword, when he when they showed him um, uh, Game of Thrones and he just went, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just like, just nothing. No, I mean, I did it for a very short period. I did some fencing and I know that fuck all from that film makes sense in terms of fighting, in terms of um, uh, sword fights. It just, just no. Ah. Anyway. Um, that, yeah, yeah. The only reason I started watching any of Game of Thrones was because my uncle introduced me to it and he goes, you know, I fight scenes, there's loads of sword fighting in it. Have a watch. And I still have yet to finish Game of Thrones. <laughs> I have seen... I've seen scenes of fighting. Seasons. I refuse to watch any fucking episode after seeing some scenes of fighting. Um, it is one yeah, of those I, programs that seems to be like, oh, well, you, you like this kind of stuff. Watch this. Yes, I do like this kind of stuff. That's why I won't watch this. <laughs> um, yeah. I, mean, I, think, I, I know a couple of people who worked on it, but they weren't like fight or anything. They were just like random extras. Background. Like, yeah. background characters. I think yeah. one of the people I know was, um, well, I met once. For a training course, uh, was one of the handmaidens or something in oh, the background, right. and it's like, oh, that's quite cool. And that, and but yeah, it's like I know more people who've worked on Vikings than I do on for Game of Thrones, which is mostly the half of the independent drama lot. <laughs> I, I always love extras and stuff in films. My mum ended up as a random extra in a film because she would just happened to be in the the field at the time. They just went, do you want to do some work as an extra? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm there's the. Uh, What's the par- I can't remember the name of it. It's like per- Game of uh, Purge of Thrones or something. It's a parody film based on it. I'm an extra in that. <laughs> in the background, walking around the market, trying not to get hit, kicked by a horse or walk into Luferino when I walked around the corner and went, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I was not expecting the Hulk to be around the corner. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> That's like uh, Clive Elliott, who's, um, who's like one of the few people in, in the country to... Um, have his JKD qualifications from Dan in Asanto, as well as his, uh, so he's got his JKD and his um, uh, FMA from Dan in Asanto. Um, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like fair play. Because um, I, I always say the JKD stuff, you see all people go, oh, where'd you learn it from? Well, this guy and then this guy and this guy. And it's just like, yeah, he learned it from the guy who literally invented it <laughs> after him. It's like, yeah. And then Dan in Asanto, FMA. Is Dan in Asanda's FMA, so he's like third, third step and second step in, in, in stuff. But um, he, he was saying because he did a um, uh, there was a program on BBC Two back in the nineties that was like Masters of Combat, and he was in that as one of the team leaders. But then he also appeared, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, 
it's uh, he, was, he was the team leader and they had a they basically sparred i mean that wasn't a, it was a spa basically yeah, um yeah. but then um he put up like a couple of days after he put this on facebook he put up the fact that he was in some fucking random like early 90s um i think it was like a rambo-esque film where they didn't use any of his martial arts background he was just there with a uh, with a, a machine gun and then gets shot it's like yeah done. this is like but you're not stuck. Why were you doing that? Like, it was a paycheck. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was meant to be working on a certain show. I'm not going to name because uh, it was filmed locally. And it just irks me about this. But uh, I literally went in for it and basically, like, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Because I've got you know, the background. And I was basically, the bit I was meant to be in was being getting shot in a kitchen. And uh, they ended up hiring someone that I know who, one, can't fall. Two, has never done any training in acting or anything at all. Has never even been an extra in anything before. They hired him, couldn't react, couldn't fall, had no idea how squibs and everything like that work. And it's like, and he looks the fucking same as me. <laughs> it's like my height, my, le- my build, slightly shorter hair and stuff. It's just like, mm, really? That, that hurt me. And then I saw the scene and he got cut from it. <laughs> and I was like, Huh, I thought you worked on this bit. <laughs> and he went, Yeah, I clearly did a good enough job. And I was like, I could have done that. And yeah, it's. You didn't get enough job, but you're not trained for it. Yeah. I hired someone who had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> and they had someone who, in the same bloody block of auditions, turns up and is like, Yeah, I, can, I could fall off a bloody balcony if you want me to. It's just... <laughs> Uh, you never know what they're looking for. You never know. You get the same kind of shit when, even when you do quiz shows. So anyone that doesn't know, if you found any of them, I do quiz shows. I've even been one of the people. So to, to when they test out new quiz shows, they tend to get people who were either in or had auditioned to a later stage for other quiz shows. And I'd been on 15 to 1, Weakest Link, things like that. So that I ended up getting paid like £100 to go and test out a new quiz show, which was shite and never made it to air. Um, but you do get the same kind of thing where you you you, you end up seeing the same people. Yeah. And it's because, I mean, I, I even, even when I did the... Um, the final stages before TV for University Challenge when I was the team captain for that. And you kind of, and, and then I saw one of the people from the University Challenge thing from one of the other universities when I went to do the auditions for The Weakest Link. And I'm like, the fuck? Um, but we all were the same kind of thing. And I did the auditions for 15 to 1 twice. I did exactly the same thing, answered the same amount of questions, answered everything. But the second time I got on, just because there was something a little bit different, the first time there was a look that yeah, they right. needed. So when I was in the weakest yeah, link, yeah, exactly. they, they when I was in the weakest link, they wouldn't let me call myself a student because that they already had a student, and so it didn't it, they, they, there can't be two students. Yeah. Um, and so I had to call myself a, two of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was into politics a lot more back then, so I got I had to introduce myself as a political activist. Now bear in mind, I was twenty odd stone at the time. <laughs> I was wearing a beige shirt, and I had bright like uh, bonbon like greeny blue hair i look like a fucking marxist i look mental um <laughs> i just looked, i looked insane so when she came to me just like so i so you're a political activist i'm like yeah like i sound like i'm gonna fucking burn the place down it is quite interesting when, when you do yeah. any of the any interviews for any yeah. kind of thing that's tv and, and film there's always some bullshit that someone's put in there somewhere, but there we go. Um, anyway, I think we'll kind of finish up there. Like I say, I, I think yeah. 
they've definitely improved with the, the second film. If they do a third one, hopefully they'll at least keep it to the same level. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely improvement. Um, the fight scenes could have always been better, but they can always be a lot worse. At least the stuff they were doing, there was some realism to it, like the thing with the, the broken bottle. Just little things that were just quite nice to see. I think um, my one pet peeve with it was the parkour guy. And just because he was, he was doing like yeah, standard parkour and stuff, maybe diving over, doing a dive roll yeah. twice, and then going around a fence, and then he's like, oh, what are you doing, parkour? And he's like, okay, cool, you're doing parkour. Where's the rest of it? It's just a nice thing to say in the film, isn't it? That's the thing. It's, it, whenever yeah, anybody yeah, does anything, it's like, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah well, it's, it's, it's a small thing as that. It's like, get someone who can do parkour. <laughs> Just to, just to throw it in the works, get um, Taron Edgerton. <laughs> just because everyone would wonder why the fuck <laughs> he's suddenly in it for five minutes. So, wait a minute, isn't or, that... Um, what? Damien Walters or one of the people I know. For... Yeah. I just love that in the original Kingsman, uh, Kingsman <laughs> film where you're just like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on here? He's gone from... He was meant to be some dodgy, like, um, wide man in, on, on a state in London and suddenly he's a fucking parkour expert. What the hell happened here? That's before we went to the academy thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so hopefully um, yeah. if Scott and um, Lewis and whoever was director want to do another one, I'll watch it. Um, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of people that will watch it. There is definitely a genre um, for it. Uh, there's definitely a kind of a, a call for it for a lot of people. Like I say, my very first tattoo is based on a film that basically no better, if not worse quality back from the 80s. So um, it's not... It's not like it's um, going to disappear into complete obscurity. I mean, I still managed to mention the film Ninja, and that's definitely fucking shit. Sorry, Scott. Um, <laughs> just trying to remember it. Is it but, um, you know, there, there's a lot worse out there. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good film. I think we're probably a lot nicer to it than potentially Lauren would have been, or Lauren and Ben together would have been. Um, but, of course, we can kind of see especially you for the, the actual stunt work, um, can see some little things that they may not have done or, you know, they'd have been looking out for when the next calf is being uh, slaughtered, like in the first one, but there we go. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining us, uh, everyone. Um, I'm not too sure what the next uh, podcast is going to be on for us. Um, there's a couple of things that could be coming up. Um, so we uh, just have to keep, uh, stay tuned. Um, it is possible that Tom may return. Tom will definitely return at some point in the future for a podcast because he's an easy go-to martial artist right. other than me because otherwise it's only my expertise and that's limiting. Because... Um, Tom's done stuff I haven't in the same way I've done stuff Tom hasn't. So it just is a nice, more rounded discussion when both of us are there. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, everyone. And we will see you next time.